Hello and welcome to Cavalcade of America from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes, sir, I wonder how he's enjoying it. 
Leland, put that cigar back in your pocket. You're not the coach today. All right, dear. Hiya, coach. Why, that's Stan Wells. Hiya, Stan. Oh, now, Leland, just get back in your seat and try to relax. I am relaxed. Hiya, coach. Well, hiya, Dutchman. Hello, coach. How do you feel? Hi, Dutchman. For a newly sure remember Germany Schultz, one of my old boys. Of course I remember him. Hiya, coach. Coach, I hear this Red Grange is greased lightning. They say he can't be stopped. Uh, if you were in there coaching today, do you think great? Mr. Heston, the doctor said he was not to get excited. All right, Eunice, I'm not excited. Willie, no man is unstoppable. Remember what they said about Eckersoll? Well, you and Germany stopped him. I'll say we did. Coach, do you remember the Chicago game in 1907? Chicago 1907, yeah, I remember. I remember that first Rose Bowl game against Stanford. Uh-huh, I remember Ah, uh, remember that 70-yard punt Sweeney made against Ohio? I remember, I remember, boys. Oh, I remember it all. I want to go back, I want to go back to Michigan. Yes, Mr. Yost. Remember 1901, the era of peg-top trousers and parasols, when a blacksmith's boards dotted every main street, and a long hat pin was the working girl's protection against the villainous male. Yes, this was America of 1901. On the day when a young man, his arms weighted down with two bulging suitcases, stepped off a Michigan Central train. I beg your pardon, sir. Can you tell me where I'll find Mr. Charles Baird? He's the manager of athletics at Michigan. I'm Charlie Baird. Are you feeling ill? Yes, sir. Well, if you tell me where your carriage is, I'll dump my bags in. You're a younger man than I'd expected, Mr. Yost. Tell me, is it true you coached four teams simultaneously out there in California last year? Five, sir. I forgot to mention the high school team I coached in my spare time. According to your newspaper clippings, all four of those teams won championships. Five, sir. Yes, sir. Mr. Yost, do you think you can produce a winning team here at Michigan? I don't see why not. What makes you so sure? Mr. Baird, there are three things that make a winning football team. Spirit, manpower, and coaching. If your boys love Michigan... They've got the spirit somewhere in them. I'll take care of the coaching, and the rest is manpower. We've got over 2,000 male students. 2,000, eh? How many come up for football? About 15 or 20. 15 or 20? Mr. Baird, I'm a football coach, but more than that, I'm interested in physical fitness. I don't mean just football players. I mean the entire student body. Yes, that's very interesting, Mr. Yost. You see, I'm looking to the days after these boys have graduated and are out in the world. The habits they form in college will last a long time. About the football team... You see, the thing to do is to get them all out for athletics. And that's what I propose to do. Athletics for all. That's the new motto at Michigan from now on. And if I... uh, Oh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get all excited about it. What did you say your carriage was? I didn't. Hey, but I've got two heavy suitcases. Yes, I see. Well, I came on a bicycle. Oh. And since you're such an ardent believer in exercise for everybody, you can just trot along beside me. It's only a minor mile or so to the campus, Mr. Yost. It's right up the hill. Football was a rough, tough sport in those days. With a nose guard and a shin protector, a flying wedges and mass tandem plays. 1,000 spectators at a game was considered a banner crowd, one that drew headlines in the Detroit papers. It was a few days later that the new coach had his team out on the field for a practice session. All right, all right, come on over 
hurry. Show me some speed. You, Sammy, use your eyes. They're your searchlights. Turn them on the enemy. Use your hands. They're your attacking weapons. Meat hooks are useless unless they have meat on them. And for the love of Mike, hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. It was after one of those early practice sessions that a newspaper reporter made sports history by changing a man's name. I went out to Regent's Field today to see the new coach put his men through the paces. They say his name is Fielding Yost. This is undoubtedly a misnomer. As far as this reporter is concerned, that man's name is Hurry Up. Hurry Up Yost. And that's how our name was born. A name that was to bring fame to Michigan. A name to become famous for fine football. Hurry Up Yost. Hurry up, you fellas. Get your backs into it. Hurry up. Coach, excuse me. There's a new student here who wants to talk to you. Wait a minute, Charlie. Hold everything. Hello, Mr. Yost. Willie Hester. How are you, Coach? Yes, very the same Willie Hester who played halfback for State Normal in California. (laughs) Willie? You couldn't have picked a better school than Michigan. Well, that's what I figured, Coach, when I enrolled. Good. When'd you get in, Willie? Oh, about an hour ago, Coach. An hour ago? Yes, sir. Hey, you took your time coming out on the field, didn't you? Well, well, what are you waiting for? Get in that scrimmage. Hurry up. Hurry up. Thus appeared the first of Michigan's immortals, Willie Heston, all-time All-American halfback, one of the fastest backs in gridiron history, a man who scored more than 100 touchdowns for the maize and blue. This is the record for 1901, Yost's first season at Michigan. Michigan, 33. Indiana, nothing. Michigan, 29. Northwestern, nothing. Michigan, 21. Ohio State, nothing. Michigan, 50. Iowa, nothing. It was early in that first season, during the game with Buffalo, that a funny incident took place on the Michigan bench. Score was Michigan 110, Buffalo nothing. When Yost looked around and saw a strange face. Hey, son, you don't belong over here. You're on the Buffalo team, aren't you? Yes, Coach. Well, what's the matter? You dizzy? Do you want to drink a water? No, Coach. Hey, maybe you don't understand me. You're on the wrong side of the field. This is the Michigan bench. I understood you, Coach, only they sent me into this game four times and I'm not going in again. No, sir, I'm not. I'm going to sit right here on this bench with you fellas where there's no chance of my getting killed. Move over, please. <laughs> a few weeks later, on January the 1st of 19-2, Michigan went out to Pasadena for the first Rose Bowl game in history. With ten minutes still to play in the score, Michigan 49, Stanford nothing. The Stanford coach crossed the field of the Michigan bench. It's yours. My boys are off their feet. Can't say I see much point in continuing this game. Here, well, let me get this straight. You mean you don't want to play anymore? That's right. We don't want to play anymore. Undefeated, untied, and unscored upon That's Yost's record that first season Fielding Yost lived, breathed, and ate football Ask him about a particular play And he'd drop everything to demonstrate it One day, Yost was in his own home Explaining a new play to Germany Schultz Michigan's great all-time All-American center Chairs and cushions were arranged in formation, and Yost was playing quarterback. A Dutchman. Yeah. On this play, the end comes around as a decoy. Ah, I see. The halfback fades and comes around with him. Well. The quarterback takes the pass to the end and hands the ball. Uh, where's the ball? 
Uh, Eunice, what can I use for the ball? Sure, I don't know, dear. We haven't any football. What do you mean you haven't any... Uh, oh, I know, I know. Come here, Sonny. That's our good boy. You put that baby down, you hear? Put that baby down. 19-2, Michigan, 86. Ohio State, nothing. 19-3, Michigan, 51. Indiana, nothing. 19-4, Michigan, 130. West Virginia, nothing. The year 19-5, total Michigan, 495. Opponents, two points. Those were the famous point-a-minute teams. Want just one more bit of statistics? Listen then, ladies and gentlemen, because you never heard anything like this. 19-1 to 19-5, total points, Michigan, 2,821. Opponents, 42. Yes, those were great teams, and great crowds came out to see them, too. Well, Charlie Baird... How do you like sitting on the bench during a football game? I like it fine, Coach. I can count the house better from here. <laughs> Quite a crowd. Must be 4,000 at least. Easy. Feeling you've done a great job. You know something, Charlie? Someday, Michigan is going to have the finest athletic plan in the country with every conceivable kind of equipment. Sounds fine to me, Coach, but who's going to pay for it? Football. Charlie, when I came here a few years ago, these stands at Regent's Field seated 800. Now you fix them up so they hold us at 4,000. And in a couple of years, you'll fix them up again so they maybe, maybe they'll hold 10,000. And that won't be enough. Oh, if it were anyone but you telling me this, I'd put in a call to the booby Charlie, someday we're going to build a real stadium here at Michigan. It's going to seat 50, maybe 75,000 people. Well, who's going to pay for that? Football. Fielding, I think I will put in that call to the booby head. Wait and see, Charlie. Wait and see. Listening to Thomas Mitchell as Fielding Yost with Bill Stern as commentator on the Cavalcade of America, presented by the DuPont Company, makers of better things for better living through chemistry. Athletics for all, exercise for everybody. Fielding Yost lived that faith. He preached it. He wrote articles about it. He talked about it. You couldn't shut him up. He told everybody about it. Coach, will you pass the bread, please? Certainly, Professor. Say, I heard your debating team lose last night over at the auditorium. Awful, weren't we? Well, things might have been different if we were up to full strength. That Somerville boy, I could wring his neck. Hey, you fellas take this thing seriously, don't you? You take football seriously, don't you? Well, it isn't the particular sports that counts, you know. It's the spirit of competition. Yeah, that's right. Of course, I never thought of it that way. Say, what's the matter with them, Professor? You know, young Somerville. I don't know. He's been looking kind of peaky lately. Run down, I guess. Anyhow, he never showed up last night. Wait a minute. Tall and rangy. Yes. He wears glasses. Oh, I know him. Probably doesn't get in a lick of exercise from one year to the next. Exercise? Coach, you're forgetting. Mr. Somerville is the intellectual type. Phi Beta Kappa. Then he ought to have enough brains to take exercise. Send him around to me. I'll fix him up. But, Coach, he's not the type. By the way, he's a, he's a scholarship man. On the honors list, just what I need in my backfield. Send him around. 
coach, sir. Uh, my name's Somerville. I heard you wanted to see me. That's right. Ever play football? Me? When was the last time you took any form of exercise? Well, let's see now. I uh, used to do a bit of swimming, but I had to give it up. Bad heart? No, no. No, my heart is fine. I just got tired. I'm always tired. And lately, I've had insomnia. Insomnia, eh? Okay. Go in and tell Charlie to fit you up with a uniform. Oh, Coach, you're not serious. Why, I get tired just walking from one class to another. Mr. Somerville, you're going to put on that uniform, and you're going to have yourself a workout, and tonight you're going to be so doggone tired, you'll sleep all right. Don't worry. Now get into that uniform. swimming coach. I understand he made the team. Really? Uh, coach, uh, don't you think, well, that is, it won't interfere with the really important things like uh, debating, for instance. Professor, exercise in the proper amount never hurt anybody. When a man is tired all the time and can't sleep... By the way, Professor, how do you sleep? Me? Why, I... Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, excuse me, Coach, I'm afraid that I'm late for my class. Uh, goodbye, Coach. <laughs> Heston and Schultz reminiscing, and as the first quarter got underway, 
Red Grange lived up to his advance notices. I mean, he ran wild as Ghost watched him suffer. Yo, you there, Ed, Ed. He cut back on you. You let yourself get bumped in. You, you were the secondary. Oh, where'd you ever learn to play football? Wake up, wake up. You're playing for Michigan. I've been thinking about for a long time. And that's this. 
that we should never forget that America was developed and settled by a race of workers. And that the human body today is the same as it was when our forefathers lived by physical work. So today we must not get soft. It's a fact known to every reader of history that when any people develop too large a percentage of idlers, that people has been destroyed. We have a responsibility to ourselves and the future, future generations. So let's stay in the game. championship Michigan team of this year knows him as only a memory, but Fielding Yost is not forgotten. Wherever football is played, he'll be remembered, for there are those who keep alive his spirit, and they'll tell you that on a cold, clear, wintry night out in Ann Arbor, you can still hear his famous never-to-be-forgotten shout ringing out in the silent stadium. Hurry up! Use your eyes! Use your hands! Hurry up! for DuPont. Nowadays, more people eat their breakfasts, and sometimes other meals too, in the kitchen or in a breakfast nook. The saying used to be, come out of the kitchen, mother. Now we go into the kitchen with mother. The reason is that a kitchen today, its accessories gleaming white with DuPont Dulux and Duco finishes, is one of the pleasantest rooms in the house. The youngsters do their homework on the kitchen table. Even dad tiptoes out to the refrigerator when he ought to be in bed and goes through the leftovers like a snowplow. Every woman wants a spick-and-span kitchen with the sink gleaming and the floor so clean you can eat off it. But with kitchens coming in for greater and greater use and with children in and out of the house all day, keeping a kitchen clean is a problem. Here's one way to make the job easier. Use a cleanable tablecloth in the kitchen or breakfast nook and clean it with a damp cloth. Cleanable fabric tablecloths are a development of chemical science. They are made in an entirely different way from the old-fashioned coated fabric tablecloths. The plastic now is bonded to the fabric in such a way that it actually penetrates into it and becomes part of it. The whole cloth is flexible and pliant. The DuPont Company was one of the first companies to make coated fabrics, you know. 
We've been making them since 1910. In those days, most automobiles had rubberized cloth tops, and many had DuPont Fabricoid upholstery. For 37 years, DuPont has manufactured coated fabrics for book bindings, upholstery and luggage, and tontine washable window shade cloth. And now, Fabrolite vinyl plastic coated tablecloths. We think our new Fabrolite tablecloths are the best ever. The colors and designs are gay and attractive. And all you need to do to clean them is moisten the cloth and wipe them off. They're clean in a jiffy. Fabrolite plastic tablecloths on sale at leading department stores are among DuPont's Better Things for Better Living Through Chemistry. Now we introduce Janet Graves, Managing Editor of Screen Guide Magazine. Thank you, Mr. Whitman. On behalf of the motion picture industry, Screen Guide presents a special award to the DuPont Cavalcade for its vital contribution to our national life. With the assistance of important players of the screen, this series portrays experiences and achievements that represent the best part of our heritage. Screen Guide consi- considers it a privilege to make this award tonight to the DuPont Cavalcade of America. Thank you, Miss Graves, for the DuPont Company and for all of us who work on Cavalcade. Cavalcade presents George Tobias in an original and unusual radio play called Us Pilgrims, the story of an immigrant and Thanksgiving. Be with us again next Monday night and listen to George Tobias in Us Pilgrims on the DuPont Cavalcade of America. Original music for the DuPont Cavalcade was composed by Arden Cornwell and conducted by Donald Bryan. Tonight's play was written by Arthur Aaron. Thomas Mitchell is currently starring in the Broadway production and Inspector Call. And Bill Stern, in addition to his football broadcast, may be heard on his sports newsreel Friday nights over many of these stations. This is Bill Hamilton inviting you to listen next week to Us Pilgrims. Starring George Tobias on the Cavalcade of America, brought to you by the DuPont Company of Wilmington, Delaware. This is NBC, the National Broadcasting Company. Thank you.